Mm-hmm. All right. Mike is on. Okay, hello and welcome to take two of the eighth episode of Damage Control Podcasting, <laughs> a professionally unprofessional look at the conventions, ideas, and genres of filmmaking. I am here with today. Today I am here with... Josh. Just Josh, like Prince. Yep. Uh, Daniel Newkirk. And Mike is gone, so it's just us three. And yes, I have forgot to turn the mic on for the first time. Okay, so <laughs> so let, let's hit the news today. Uh, the new Justice League trailer. I uh, watched it this morning. It looks badass. I didn't get to see it. No. Dang it. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. Can we talk about it? Or do oh, you... please do. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to watch it anyway. Okay. Yeah, like, awesome awesome sequences with Steppenwolf and Wonder Woman. Um, uh, before we move on, it's... Uh, everyone was worried about Steppenwolf is now Darkseid's nephew rather than Darkseid's uncle. That doesn't really, it doesn't really matter to me. I don't think. I, I don't see a point in the family relation. Like it's never been a major plot point. I don't think. Like not an important one. Anyway, I interrupt. Go ahead. No, it's good. No, it was a sweet, sweet Steppenwolf versus Wonder Woman fight sequence, and um, like there's a sequence where everyone's protecting the Batmobile. So I think if we've got. Um, I'm a McGruffin uh, in the the Batmobile doing something. Do you think? Do you think the one very obvious humorous line in the trailer is that a Josh Whedon add-on? You think? Oh, with Flash about the bat signal. Yeah. That sounds like something that that uh, Josh Whedon would would put in. But you don't even know what we're it, talking about. I'm it, so lost, but I'm so excited. It's gonna rock your world, Josh. <laughs> yeah, it looked pretty sweet. Like. I don't know. Like the second, the second trailer got me the most excited for it, um, but this one still makes it look decent. The so, come together. Yeah, the come together one. That one was, that was a great soundtrack for that. I, I'm disappointed they showed Superman though, in this one. They but they didn't. Josh, right. they didn't. Don't listen to him. They didn't <laughs> show Superman. Yeah, but I kind of wanted it to be like a mystery of Henry Cavill was even going to be in the film. But he's yeah. been he's been he's been cited on set. Plus there was that whole mustache gate incident. Oh, that's fair. That's true. All right. Yeah. Anyone else? No? Okay. Uh, Gore Verbinski to direct Channing Tatum and Gambit. Do we even care anymore? It's been on and off, on and off. Ugh. Gore Verbinski's last two pirate films haven't been all that good? Uh, no, but, I mean, if you can get some similar writing for some of those act for, like, going towards Gambit, you might be able to get it to do right. Um, but, I mean, Gambit actually needs to do something, because it's, yeah, it's been a, in development hell since the Wolverine origin movie. Well, it's, since you said that, uh, rumor is Channing Tatum is picking up the the mantle that Hugh left. He Gambit's now going to be the, th- the thread line between the whole new the whole new series of X-Men films. So instead of Wolverine in every film, it's going to be Gambit in every film. That's the... I don't want to see that much Channing Tatum. Like, I'm not going to lie. That sounds less exciting. Well, if you want to see a lot of Channing Tatum, just, just watch Magic Mike. Yeah, Mike. right, I mean, right. That's... There's a reason I haven't seen that movie either. <laughs> I just don't want to see that much Channing I haven't Tatum. seen XL. Yeah. I've seen the first time I've seen it. I haven't seen either of them. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm fine with that. I mean, um, Gambit was a long line of replacement characters for Nightcrawler to start with in the comic books. So using him as a replacement character for another super popular character in the movie verse seems an appropriate nod to his comic history. Alright. Uh, the reboot of Spawn. Filming starts in February. Same thing with Gambit. Do we care? Is anyone Spawn still? 
besides hardcore comic book fans, does anyone even care anymore about Spawn? It, Spawn is one of the longest running, uninterrupted independent comics. I mean, it's uh, uh, Hell didn't Hellblazer run long? What until? Because Hell the original Hellblazer ran even past New Fifty Two, but they they ended up cutting it off and then moving him to New Fifty Two. But yeah, when he moved from uh, Vertigo to DC, they stopped considering him an independent comic. Um, so. So he doesn't really count anymore, um, but Spawn still is super popular. It's uh, um, in the two eighties in that ballpark, and that's that's huge for an independent comic to go that long. Two eighties. Oh, you mean okay? Two hundred issue two hundred eighty. Gotcha. I'm with that. Yeah. But I don't know. Like I I freaking loved the first Spawn movie. Like I understand it wasn't a great movie, <laughs> but I would watch that any day. And be happy to do so. Some of the some of the CGI is really rough. Even 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 for then. Even yeah. for then, like Malbolgia was really hard to look at. Hell was really hard to look at. That's Vi- fair. Violator was cool once he morphed, but during the morphing process from the clown to the violator was really rough. And I re it's on Netflix, I rewatched it. It is still it has not improved. It's still <laughs> really rough. Okay. That's fair. Alright. Uh, I wrote this for Mike, but he's not here. Rick and Morty dress up as Pennywise and Georgie for Halloween. It's Rick and Morty. I don't care about Rick yeah, and Morty. Uh, sorry, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, there's, there's an audience for Rick and Morty. I am not it. Uh, T. I don't have Cartoon Network. Uh, TV pilot for Tremors begins shooting this month, which starring Kevin Bacon. I, I like Tremors, dude. I was excited. I, meh. Has anyone, just like, has anyone seen the, the ongoing series? It's like up to five now. I haven't. Like season five? No, no, no. Uh, uh, oh, season oh the actual five. Or season, uh, movie season, five. Season, okay. yeah. No, I haven't seen any of the Tremors movies. And the only the only continuous character is uh, the dude from uh, that Michael J. Fox show, Growing Pains. He was uh, uh, Reba McIntyre's husband in the original. He's been in all the films. Okay. You'd, you'd think that a sandworm would have eaten him by now. No, if the gra- gravizoid. Yeah, that, is that what they're called? Yeah, yeah that's gra- what they're called. Gravizoids. You looked at me like I made that up. That's what I, yeah, I did. <laughs> you gotta Google it to make sure. I'm. Uh, well, I'm looking up the actor's name. Oh, okay. Because because Encyclopedia Mike's not here. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, all right. While you're doing that, I'm gonna talk about today's birthdays. Um, Matt Damon celebrates birthday today. Yay, Matt Damon. Uh, Sigourney Weaver. Some people like him, some people don't. Chevy Chase. Yeah. Yeah, all right. He's got some good movies. Uh, I think she's gorgeous. She can't really act. Christina Loken. Christana Loken. Mm-hmm. I'll agree with all that that okay. you said so all far. Right. Yeah. And I want to see if anyone knows who this is. I bet everyone knows who this is but doesn't know his name. Peter Green. Uh, Michael Gross is the name of that actor. Yes, Peter. Okay. Peter Green. Do not. Hey, no. Put it away. I was right there. Oh man. I had no idea who Peter Green is. He is the bad guy from Mask. Okay. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. one of those actors you always see but you never learn his name. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. So moving on. Okay. I'm going to tell you two a little story, and this is going to give a clue as to our our night's topic. Okay. All right. Okay. Got my teddy bear. I'm ready. Okay. The first word actually is okay. The, the teddy bear might be cider. 
No. <laughs> Technically okay. a bear, but no. <laughs> okay, so I'm heading to a major. Uh, I'm heading to my local major conglomerate box store to pick up a few items. First item, right inside the door, I grab an American flag, throw it in the shopping cart. I start heading to the aisle for the item that I came for, but I have to pass the, the food section first. I see corn on the cob and a kebab skewer. I say, what the hell, throw them in the cart. I think to myself, I'm going to need a microwave with these two items. Tick, check that off the list. I'm almost Do you, do you need a microwave for your American flag? No, 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 no. <laughs> these ke- corn on the cob and kebab skewer. Who, 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 what heathen uses a microwave hey, for corn on the cob? Hey, hey, uh... This, this, let, dude, I, I, I'm an <laughs> Iowa boy. You do not microwave corn on the cob. We're are you from Illinois? Yeah, we're Illinoisans. We yeah, use that. Uh, no, yeah, we you. we still don't. Microwave <laughs> corn. That's not how that works at all. <laughs> just, just let us know in the comments if you microwave corn on the cob. Just corn. <laughs> it's all part of the story, guys. All right, all right, it'll, all, right. It'll, all, it'll all gel at the it end. It all comes uh, okay, together. Okay, so we're gonna microwave the the metal corn on the cob skewers. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That'll work out well. They're, they're wooden, by the way. Okay, so take, check that Who off the list. wood? Jesus. Have you never had corn on the cob? No, a ske- no, a kebab skewer. For corn on the cob? No, no, no. For, oh. For a kebab. Oh, okay. So you're going to have kebabs and corn on the cob? Yeah. Corn okay. on the cob's got no nutrition, man. That's why <laughs> That's why when you use the restroom, you see corn in the toilet. There's, it goes in it's, and out. I don't expect it that much. Okay. I don't pay that much attention. Where am I out here? <laughs> just, just, just you just, you just a... picked up a microwave. So, I remember that. So, so, all right, so. Microwave, okay. So in my shopping cart, American flag, corn on the cob, kebab skewer. I think to myself, I'm going to need a microwave. Oh, yeah, I read that. <laughs> right, so, uh, American flag, corn on the cob, kebab skewer, microwave. I'm almost to the reason I came, but out of the corner of my eye, I see an umbrella. I think, well, all right then. In the car it goes. <laughs> finally, the world's worst impulse shopper. <laughs> fi- finally, I arrive. I stare at the item that I came for. The only the only reason I showed up, a lawnmower. Okay. I patiently wait in line, swipe my credit card, then load my bountiful purchases in my unmarked cargo van. I drive off to commit murders. What type of film do I exist in? Those were all clues. Okay. Well. Uh, the lawnmower makes me think lawnmower man. Nope. That was too easy. I don't give it that easy. Oh, that's I'm fair. So... Well, well, I listened to the trivia episode, so I thought it might be that easy. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. Okay, so American flag, microwave. American flag, microwave, corn and cob, kebab skewer, umbrella, lawnmower. Are we looking for a specific genre? Specific genre. It's actually a subgenre of a specific genre. I'll give you two more seconds. Uh, I feel like it's like a, like a slasher movie. Maybe. Yes, slasher. Well, I exist in a slasher film. The Lawnmower, Dead Alive, 1992. The Umbrella, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 2, 1987. He actually shoves the umbrella through the guy, opens it up on the other end, Closes it, pulls it back out, and then uses it because it starts raining. Kebab skewer, happy birthday to me, 1981. Corn on the cob, sleepwalkers, 1992. An American flag, the hills have eyes, 2006. Possibly other movies, but that's the only one I can remember. In the microwave, Gremlins and Last House on the Left remake. 
technically Gremlins isn't a uh, slasher, so I had to come up with something else. The last on the house remake, two thousand nine. Okay. All right. So definite. So tonight's topic is the slasher flick. It's October. It's Halloween. Last week I couldn't read my calendar very well, so it's Halloween. So a definition of a slasher flick. Slasher films are a subgenre of horror films typically involving a violent psychopath stalking and murdering several people, usually with bladed tools. Yeah, that's where the name. Hence the slashing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let me do. Let me do a quick overview of the the genre. Then you guys interrupt, throw in your opinions whenever you want. Yeah, I'm in. Okay, I mean, this, we've this, been doing this for a while. This is going to be like a two-hour <laughs> overview, so... Uh, okay. All right, here we go. A quick evolution of flicks that became the, the genre slasher. George Archibald's 13 Women, 1932, tells the story of a college sorority whose former members are set against one another by a vengeful peer. What, what was the movie again? 13 Women. Uh, oh, who made it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> As they die, the culprit the culprit crosses out their yearbook photo, a device used in sub- subsequent slasher films, such as Prom Night and Graduation Day. We all here, Josh? You with me? I'm here. Also used in uh, uh, Crow Wicked Prayer. That's not a slasher, though, is it? That's a comic book movie. Well, yeah, a comic book movie, but it's a vigilante movie. It's, yeah. a, it's like a vigilante slasher version. Yeah. Like, it's vigilante hunting down criminals and slashing them. I mean, they're really interconnected genres. Okay. It's just one's a criminal and one's a hero. Okay. Robert... Who's technically a criminal? Who's technically... Yeah. Robert Seidelmark's The Spiral Staircase, 1946, stars Ethel Barrymore as a woman who fears that her mute maid is a killer's next victim. This film contained conventions later commonplace in slashers, such uh, such as the helpless but sympathetic heroine... Shit, hang on, guys. Hang on, my computer fucked up. The helpless <laughs> but sympathetic heroine, black glove killers, point of view shots, and jump scares. Okay? That leads us to the golden age, the first cycle, which kicks off with Halloween, 1978, and When a Stranger Calls, 1979. No, wait a minute. Doesn't Hitchcock's Psycho have, like, a huge part in generating the slasher film? Yeah, that's... Did I not put that in there? You didn't say, yeah, well, didn't you didn't say anything about, about that. You, you talk about two movies I've never heard oh, of before, but on. not Psycho. Hang on, it's in my papers. Hang on. Ah, uh, technology. Yes. Uh, also, <laughs> an early, <laughs> also an early influence. 1960s Peeping Tom, directed by Michael Powell, and 1960s Psycho, directed by Alfred Hitchcock. Also, man, I left out a lot. I'm sorry, guys. Also... <laughs> 1974 is Black Christmas and 74 is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, I'd say Black Christmas is pretty revolutionary too. Like, didn't that movie get banned for a while because of, like, it had a lot of violence against women issues? I think all slasher films have, which is, which is funny because all, they say, they say slasher films are, is, are very misogynistic, but if you look at almost 98% of them, Who's the only person to survive at the end? Oh, it's always a woman. It's always a woman. And who's this, who is taking down the bad guy at the end? Always the woman. Always the woman. Now, this may be the male in me. Uh, it's not Tuesday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <I'd>, <laughs> only Tuesdays. <laughs> uh, this may be the, the male in me, but I never, I never thought of the blade going into the skin as the phallic. Like that that was one of the that was one of the reasons why slashers were getting such a bad rep because that was supposed to be 
you know, like a sexual innuendo, but I, I saw it as someone getting stabbed, not yeah, it, was I, be, it was supposed to be a rape of the flesh, but that was what some of the, that was what some of the psychologists was, which we're, we're getting there, hang on. Yeah, I mean, Freud has a point, but sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. And a flower is just a flower. Yeah, and, I mean, really, a machete is just a machete sometimes. Josh? Sometimes you're just Josh. All right, it, you can't hear it, but Josh I'm is nodding. shaking his, yeah, nodding yep. his head. Vigorously. <laughs> All right, so the Golden Age was the first cycle. started with Halloween 78, When a Stranger Calls in 79, and then the huge explosion. I wrote it, I, I typed it in all caps and bold letters. The 1980s. You got Friday the 13th, 1980. My Bloody Valentine in 81. The Burning in 81. The Prowler in 81. Uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night in 84. And my favorite film of all time, Nightmare on Elm Street, 84. Okay? Yep, right on. Questions, comments, concerns? No, like, I think that's pretty That's good. all factual information. That's all yes, factual. Yes, I would agree. As far as you know. <laughs> <laughs> I okay, lied. All I, these years are wrong, and I made up half these titles. I don't know Fair. what Nightmare on Elm Street being... Like, I guess your favorite, fine, but I don't know if it's the best of the bunch. Like The original Nightmare on Elm Street? Hell yeah, it is. It, it's good, but... I'm, I'm a Friday the 13th boy. Like, give me Jason. Jason's badass. First of all, Freddy, you, yeah. did, you just exposed yourself because Jason isn't the killer in Friday the 13th. Not the first one. That's his mom in the first one. Oh. I'm sorry, when you talk about a franchise that has... 13, 14 movies, and he's the killer in all but one? No, no, that's untrue. The third the third movie was an escaped serial killer who originally dons a hockey mask and is going and is pretending to be Jason. Then at the end, Jason comes in and takes the hockey mask. Because Jason in the second one was wearing a burlap sack or a mask. Right. And in the third one, you get the, the iconic hockey hockey bully mask. But it wasn't Jason. It was a, an escaped uh, serial killer Going, pretending to be Jason. You, you are one hundred percent correct. I remember that because that is the, the uh, that was the three D vert, the three D one. Yeah, yeah. And oh, we we finally hit a genre of people that I know a lot about. Hell yeah, we're actually hear Adam talk. Yes. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here comes then what happens, guys? Nineteen eighty five happens. The slasher suffered a decline in popularity in 85, but lived on through the home video revolution. The slasher film was pretty much condemned to straight-to-video productions, studios releasing movies filmed priorly but previously unreleased for various reasons. Too Scared to Scream was filmed in 82, but released in 85. The Mutilator filmed in 82, then released in 85. And Mountaintop, Mot- <laughs> Mountaintop Motel Massacre... Guys, like Stan Lee gave that name. Mountaintop <laughs> Motel Massacre, filmed in 83 and released in 86. And you are a nerd if you get that joke. Oh, I get it. Okay, thank you. Boy, do I get it. With and Also, with home movie cameras, more accessible came films like The Ripper, 85, The Spine, 86, Truth or Dare, question mark, 86, Killer Workout, 87, Death Spy, 89. Filmed actually on video. Yeah. Yeah, alright. Questions, comments? I remember seeing you're talking about uh, uh, Friday Thirteenth Three. Do you remember? You weren't here. Were you in Quincy? Did you were you born in Quincy? No. In Quincy, you guys, you guys know where High V's at, right? Yeah. Okay. Which one? Uh, either one. It don't matter. Okay. Okay. It both applies to this. Uh, they used to have before they remodeled their store used to be really old and decayed and stuff. 
and you'd walk in the door. Okay, so if you're going on the one on Broadway, you'd walk in the door and you go directly to your left. That's the right. You're directly to your right. Sorry. <laughs> Moves his right hand. <laughs> Makes to the left. <laughs> That's your right. Uh, what's there now? The floral? I think the floral apartment's there now. Anyway, they used to have these rows of just like pegboards, and on them would be like these little. I just saw one over the here. Little rent, rent all the little rental card things? Little, yeah, it was the like little a plastic, plastic things sleeve. where you could rent movies? Yeah, it was like a plastic yeah. sleeve, and they had like a. They had them up at the customer service desk. Yeah, okay, so. Yeah, and, and where, where I'm home. We had a, a, town, a, a store called Easter's that had the same thing. Yeah, okay. So uh, I can say this now because DCFS can't get anything on my mom. But my mom used to just leave me there and she'd go do her shopping. <laughs> and I would just like uh, wander. But anyway, I remember distinctly the 3D one because it was, it was like a transparent curtain. And then Jason behind it and a knife jutting out to the... So there you go. Yeah, so I've got a, a friend of mine who was big into slasher movies and horror movies, and he... Um, Are you talking about me? Uh, no, a different friend. Oh, okay. Um, no, he said friend. Oh, you <laughs> Got me. Um, he was big into that, and he was selling some of his movies, and I picked up um, a handful of the Friday the 13th movies. Um, nothing good, but fun ones. Uh, Jason X, Jason Goes to Hell, stuff like that. And um, I don't remember why, but I was... I saw Jason X in theaters. Best ten bucks I ever spent in my life. <laughs> J- Jason X was is hilariously bad, but but it was worth it, man. It was good. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm glad I have a copy. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't remember where I was. I think I was buying a vacuum cleaner or something. I was in Big Lots, and I walk by and I see Friday the Thirteenth three and five in their like, their dollar bin section. I'm like, oh hell yeah. This is VHS, right? No DVDs. What was this? Uh, less than a year ago, six oh, okay. months. Okay, all right. I was thinking, I was thinking nostalgia. Sorry. Go no, ahead. no, no. This is six months ago. Okay. So like, then I, I buy both of those and I watch the three D, the three D movie again. And oh my god, the, it's so bad. Like with the scene where she's like laying on the ground and then the knife falls towards the camera. Like, that's it's just such a weird and bad version of the three D. Well, three three D technology was is isn't what it because. The way they had to film it was they actually had two, two cameras slaved together, and then one would film straight on, and the other had a mirrored lens in front of it, so it would actually film, the you know the other direction. So when it when you composited the two images together, it gave the three D look. So, it didn't. So when you looked at it on the big screen, and when you look when you watch it on like a big screen or a drive-in screen, it would still appear three D, but it was still crap three D. But when you watch it on, on your TVs, it's just, it's not good. Mm, okay. And, and that's what that's why James Cameron took so long to work on the 3D technology for the original Avatar. Because the 3D technology, unless you're Disney World and you had the massive, where you know you could set up the shot, it, it wasn't practical to make a 3D. Unless you're doing the, oh, here's a bunch of water coming right at you type, type stuff. Okay. Which I've I've been through a couple of those. Those were pretty fun. The the Muppets show in Disney World is really cool. The 3D one. Yeah. Uh, I was in uh, uh, Vegas, and going through uh, Madame Madame Crusoe's wax museum, and they had a um, they have 3D show. They, yeah, they had a um, uh, Marvel one. Yeah. So like you get in there in the seat, and they've got like uh, Iron Man and Thor and all of them, and they're fighting Ultron, and they did some really cool stuff. Like uh, Iron Man goes flying through a water tank, and they splash it with water. 
and then like an Ultron drone was grabbing at Hawkeye's legs or something like that, and they had little things that like come out and slap the back of your legs. Uh, like you oh, so you're talking, like, like, you're that was pretty like a, sweet. What do they call it? Like the 4D experience? Yeah, it was a 4D experience. Yeah, yeah. Was, I think it was what they advertised it as. I kind of want to see. That wasn't the movie, right? That was just. It was like 45 minutes. Because uh, they actually have 4D theaters. I think there's one in Texas, one in New York, and one in Chicago. Just surely there's one on the West Coast, but. Um, like you can see, I think Fast and Furious was there. They would actually rumble the seats. You'd smell burnt rubber and stuff. That'd be sweet. Yeah, that, that, would, cool. that would be cool. Yeah. Um. Anyway, do they sell those uh, video thing? Can you pick? I've always wanted to buy those. Buy what? Oh, those little video rental things. Oh, I'm sure. Because I was a big, I was a big video rental rat, man. I I remember going. Uh, we had a. a a place called Mr. Movies and I was there pretty much every weekend in the summer yeah. either renting movies or games or whatever my sister once racked up like an $80 late fee because she rented like four movies and then put them behind the couch and just left them there for an entire summer yeah, <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> yeah. So I always used to go to like I think it was family video or whatever but they had some kind of crazy deals and then I would forget and then not take them back for like two months or whatever then I'd take it back and then I'd go in the next time to rent something, and they'd be like, oh, well, you owe this much. And I'd be like, oh, um, I don't have any extra money. I'll pay a little bit on it. And they're like, okay. So they'd let you pay a little bit on your late fee and then rent again, which was a terrible business practice because you're never getting your money recouped that way. But do you guys remember the smell, man? That always had a... That plastic smell? Yeah, it was nice. That you can just literally smell plastic? Yeah, yeah I mean, just open a shower curtain. No, Good. no, 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 guys, guys, no. <laughs> I'm talking the actual high, man. I'm going in and being on the place. We don't sniff plastic. I don't. I mean. I'll tell you what, dude. I'm or, or do you smoke it? Is that what you do I, for your plastic high? I neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> but I do outside this podcast. It's none of your old name. Anyway. Okay, I remember. Okay, so anyway, yeah. talking about the home movie, the home movie camera movies. I remember going to the video rental place and I rented a movie. Uh, bl- I believe it was called Blood Lake. Um, it had it had the hockey mask killer that was so big, but it was the actual ma- it was the actual helmet mask. Mm. You know, with the back part on it. I think uh, Are You f- uh, Alone in the Dark? I think what that movie originally had. But anyway, it was it was uh, it was one of those, and it was shot by like people like us back in the eighties. It was not good, but it made <laughs> but it made me want to make movies. So. And that's why I'm podcasting today. Hey, right on. If you enjoy damage control, thank Blood Lake Blood at Lake. your local Hy-Vee. Yeah, and plastic. <laughs> uh, okay. Yes, thank plastic for the podcast. <laughs> I think plastic's something we should thank for a lot of things. <laughs> uh, the decline in the environment, for one. Uh, okay, so here comes a, here comes a oh, silver... Oh, you to bring it down and get all serious. Yeah, oh. so I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, <laughs> all right. Okay, the Silver Age, the second... Oh, I'm sorry. Does anyone else got anything on the decline um, before I move on to the Silver Age? By the way, no. this isn't what they're called. I just I just kind of threw them in. No, no. I mean, I think those are legit names because they kind of line up with, like, comic book names or whatever. Um, but I was remember watching um, uh, a video on the... Um, uh, what are they called? The Cannibal Movies? Cannibal Holocaust? Uh, yeah, those, those style of movies and their kind of their decline. And it felt like they kind of got hit by the same thing the slasher movies did or maybe like right around the time the slasher movies really dropped out is when the han- the cannibal movies were getting 
a ton of bad what, press. Wait, are you and talking about because Cannibal, the original Cannibal Holocaust, it came out in like the late sixties, early seventies, and the slashers didn't really hit big until maybe the they 80s. maybe they inspired the. You talking about like, like the torture porn movement? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Oh my! Like I, like the Saws, the Hostels, uh, Captive. Yeah, those are more modern versions of that same kind of. It's like a subgenre of a subgenre. The torture porn. I, yeah. I am not big on torture porn because, uh, I like Saw. I like the first Saw. Yes. I thought I thought it was the first good. one was pretty good. I I, yeah, I, I do really enjoy good. the Saw franchise. Um, but, I don't really care for watching a close up of a. Of a girl getting her Achilles tendon cut, or, or it could yeah. be a guy. I just don't. That's not creative. I mean, I like, and this it's kind of hypocritical because slasher films are known for their for their off crazy gen- violence rather than right. Yeah. But it's not. But it's not. It's not the whole plot of the movie. Like the whole like Hostel. People loved Hostel. I'm like, oh, I, I hated, hated it. I hated I didn't it. Think yeah. it was good mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. I hated Hostel. No, I hate Eli Roth. Anyway, I don't. I don't know the guy. <laughs> oh, I know him. Oh yeah, <laughs> you guys hang out and like barbecue on yeah. Fridays and stuff. Yeah. You know your problem is Eli. Piss off. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, there goes the and, Eli Roth sponsor. And that's why he's making tons of money making movies, <laughs> and I sit at home witching. I make movies. Uh, well, we we got to make a movie now. Oh well, I'm writing a script. All right. I all told right. you about it. Oh yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, look look out for your uh, damage control movie soon. You, you, straight to DVD. <laughs> Sponsored by Plastic. God, we'd be, I'd be so happy if it went straight to DVD. Are you kidding me? Um, okay. So, okay, so, after the decline in the 80s, they kind of pretty much disappeared. There was a few here and there in the early ni- late 80s, early 90s, nothing big. And then, the savior himself, in my opinion, the savior of the slasher films, Wes Craven came up. Thank you. Wes Craven came out with 94's New Nightmare, 96 Scream. That led to the second explosion. Okay. No, what about and the Hellraiser movies, though? I think it's like, uh, I mean... Yeah, Pinhead, yeah. Yeah, like, but... I, I, I put them in that kind of... like They, they kind of flirt with that, that slasher genre, but I kind of put them in that. But they're really pervy... They're really pervy flirters, man. They're not good uh, flirters. <laughs> uh-huh. They're Josh flirters. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Get, I guess that's fair. I've been zinging you the whole time. Get on Tinder and just, just send really... Or, no, excuse Grinder and send really... <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay. Oh. I'm getting off that road. For a guy who doesn't know how to use technology, your references for Tinder and Grinder and knowing, wait, I got that wrong. <laughs> Re-steering the ship? That was pretty and good. how do I'm I know what impressed. Grinder is? Because do, you remember. I, what I do off this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this from the man who didn't know the mic wasn't running on the first take. <laughs> you know what? What they don't know ain't gonna hurt. Well, they know now. Yeah. So. And, and and not to mention the ten minutes of trying to figure out why the mic wasn't working because yeah, the, the phone was not yeah. set to use the mic. Hey, Daniel, we don't need to say that. Uh, anyway. Lay off the plastic, buddy. <laughs> so, okay. So with that came 97's I Know What You Did Last Summer. I saw that in theater. Urban Legend 98 saw mm. that in theater. Oh, that one was rough. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, I, 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 I Know What You Did Last Summer, Scream, first New of Nightmare. All, I'm on behind all those. Urban Legend was so bad. First of all, I had the hugest, and, I'm, and I know I'm not the only one, hugest love crush on Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, that, that's, that's, yeah. that's a given. And, and that scene where, the, where 
uh, Kevin Williamson had the camera up, looking down, and she's 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 got that low cut tank top on, spinning around, going, "Where are you?" I fucking love that scene, man. I do. Anyway, so but uh, Robert, we, we, we know we know what Adam thinks about when he's alone now. Oh yes, the, the very popular <laughs> yeah. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah, I I once had. She doesn't listen to this, so she ain't gonna care. My ex-wife, she was my girlfriend at the time, uh, when we were in high school. Uh, I had, uh, I had an. I still know what you did last summer, okay. And it was very show, photoshopped around her assets, okay. It was All clearly right. they were using that to sell the poster. I had that poster on there. She got, she hated that poster so much. She, when we got married, we moved in, we got married. I was not allowed to take that in the house. I had to either store it or get rid of it because I would ever have a chance with her. <laughs> she don't listen, so she. Ain't. Um, anyway, Valentine in 2001. I liked it. David Boreanaz. I had a huge crush on David Boreanaz, too. That's fair. Yeah, yeah that I mean, was like uh, Angel. He's a good-looking man. I don't... Yeah, yeah he is. <laughs> I, I don't like him in Bones, though. It's all right in Bones. But, uh, yeah, Angel and Buffy. Yeah. yeah. We don't want to talk about guilty pleasures. Buffy the Vampire No, Slayer you had your chance. <laughs> you had your chance. Okay, so... This also marked the return of the sequel. We get Halloween H two O ninety eight. I still know what you did last summer ninety eight. Urban Legends Final Cut two thousand. Now, if you want to talk, I really had high hopes for Urban Legends Final Cut. That was really hard. Even even at that age, when I literally loved everything, I was still like I had to find excuses to like that movie. <laughs> um, yeah, but they had uh, one good scene in it. Obviously, the movie's fine. I had at least two. Yeah, the scene where he grabs the from a guy right before he goes into the courtroom. The oh, sorry, that's, that's sorry, that's the wrong movie. That was Batman vs. Superman, the one good scene. For, I was gonna say for a guy who loves Zack Snyder this much, <laughs> I would assume you would just love everything, no matter what. I bought y'all. I bought you fuckers pizza. I, I, didn't, eat, I, didn't, I didn't eat your pizza. But, but Take that. <laughs> And at the 35-minute mark, when Adam committed the murder on camera. <laughs> okay, so, uh, 2002, we see Halloween Resurrection. A horrible, god-awful movie. So, to survive the, sli- the slasher film, to survive the next couple of years... This is horribly written, I apologize. To survive the next couple of years, the slasher had to morph and reboot. So they focused on certain cultures, or lifestyle, whatever the proper PC word is. So they hit the LGBT crowd. Is that right? LGBT. Did I leave anyone out? Uh, LGBT. It's a Q at the end. LGBTQ. What's the Q? Uh, queer. Oh, okay. Um, isn't that redundant? Like, I'm not being yeah. stupid. Isn't that redundant? But it, it is you not. are, but... No, no, but I'm saying, like... <laughs> right? Uh, no, because that qualifies the uh, the gender queer crowd, or and which is the gender fluidity crowd. Oh, okay, I'm with you. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Okay, so the LGBTQ <clears throat> crowd. Uh, 2002's Make-A-Wish, which was a lesbian-centered slasher. Uh, 2004's Hellbent, which I own, is a gay slasher. Uh, also, in 1999, there was a gay porn version of Scream called Moan. Interesting. All right. I have not seen it. You own that one, too? Is that what you were saying? Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> That's right next to the I Still Know What You Did Last Summer poster. <laughs> also, also... Uh, whatever the piece, the black crowd, the African American crowd, uh, we hit uh, Kill 2002 Killjoy in all of its sequels, uh, which I've seen. I've seen the I've seen the first one. Um, the 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 first one that was like that was um, 
that was like just at the beginning of when they started doing squibs on CGI. You know, like they, they have what they call assets now where you just kind of pop, pop them in. Yeah. And it was just at the beginning of that and it's fucking horrible. <laughs> horrible. It's like video game. It's like you're watching a movie and all of a sudden video game effects start hitting you and these guys oh, are like reacting. Oh, jeez. Horrible. Yeah, uh, it's rough. 2002's Killjoy. I haven't seen it but I love the title. 2000, 2003 Holla If I Kill You. Which Holla if I kill you. Which I'm assuming this is a sequel. 2006 Holla. I'm assuming it's a sequel. All right. And 2007's Somebody Help Me. So and then, with that also hit the massive remakes with companies like uh, Platinum Dunes, Michael Bay's Platinum Dunes. We get 2003's Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 2005's House of Wax, 2006 Black Christmas, Christmas, which was panned but I really liked it I, I've seen the original I've seen the first you get they're two different monsters but people always want like they don't, they don't matter you remake anything everyone's gonna be pissed about something yeah I mean I haven't seen The Black Christmas but I remember the um, the remake for House of Wax was pretty decent I, I plus for, you, for what it was I enjoyed plus it plus you see Paris Hilton getting it right now. So, yep. so that was a pantomime to the forehead for yeah perfect for podcasting <laughs> uh, pantomime this headshot <laughs> yeah. no 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 what happened was uh, she had no pants on I don't remember why it's Paris well we've all seen that it's Paris so, it's, it's so I don't for, think yeah. she needs a reason she's running and there was a rusty pipe right and she's running and she trips and falls and she falls head first into the pipe and just goes straight yeah, through yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that reminds me of what I think is the most gruesome scene in all the Final Destination movies there's uh, there's one of them where they're like they're going like they wreck a car and the car crashes into like this farm or something. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, he, he just he just reached over and took my pen. <laughs> uh, he walked over uh, and um, and sorry, the the car hit like a bay hail or something like that, and the driver's fine. So and everyone gets out and they're doing the final destination plot point whatever, and. The uh, the firefighters come to go rescue the driver who is stuck in the car. Thank you. And um, they're she's a total bitch through the entire movie. And the firefighters are using the jaws of life to try and bust her free. And they set off the airbag and they shoot her like the airbag hits her and she kicks her head back into a piece of metal that was sticking through the back of the yeah 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 the the, the headrest. That's when my buddy Jonathan Cherry, my buddy like I fucking know him, John, Jonathan <laughs> Cherry. Uh, he was in that. He he was the one. At, it's the same scene. It it may have been before or after that sequence. The the barbed wire fence, the rail, the rail, the barbed wire goes flying. Yeah. Jonathan Cherry. He was in the horrible uh, Uwe Boyle film, uh, House of the Dead, off that video game. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh geez, that movie was rough. Did you see the scene where like the, the chick? There's a there's going to be a theme about this. But did you see the scene in that movie? Where the, the heroine's running out of the exploding house and she like falls forward and it's just like, oh yeah like yeah okay. yeah there's a right. definitely cleavage moment which yeah, was yeah. the pantomime there I always do it for you because you know how to do it very adultish <laughs> and I'll, I'll just be uh, like a little pervert so I just let you say it so boobies <laughs> uh, oh, so uh, follow 2006 Black Christmas came 2007's Halloween Rob Zombie's Halloween which I love. Um, no, okay. I haven't seen it. Uh, that I've, I've never been a big Halloween fan. Like Mike Myers has always been kind of a boring kind of murderer to me, so I haven't seen it. Oh, 
But I did see the remake of Friday the 13th that had, uh, dude. I think it's Jared Padalecki in it. Uh, Supernatural. Yeah, yeah. Supernatural. Uh, I met the guy, I met the, okay, I met the guy that played Jason. I met Kane Hodder, and I met the guy that played Jason in the remake. Nice. I have, I bought, uh, I was just, uh, I was at like a, like a, a flea market. I am not a Friday the 13th fan. I would watch them, but, and there was like a little stuffed toy, like a little ragdoll of Jason, and, uh, his machete was broken, but I bought it. And I went to a film convention in uh, Baltimore. Okay, he was the, the the remake. God, what is his name? The remake guy was there, and Kane Hodder was there. They did not get along because Kane Hodder was supposed to be Jason in the remake, and he like hates this guy because he he thinks it's he's the reason why Kane Hodder didn't get the part. Oh, uh, okay. So they like they were fighting. So uh, so I go up to Kane Hodder, and. Uh, it's kind of embarrassing because I, I went to stunt camp, right? Like, I, I'm a professionally trained stuntman. Kane Harder's a stuntman. I wasn't trying to get a job or anything. I was like, hey, man, you're really cool because you're a stuntman. I'm a trained like, – I've been trained as a stuntman. Like, knowing I wasn't, like, trying to get a job or whatever. I got – the way he was talking to me, I kind of got the feeling like he thought I was trying to get a job out of him. Right. Which I'm sure he's probably heard. But I was I was just like, man, I, I really respect what you do is what I was trying to say because – while I haven't done it, I've only been trained at it, and it's fucking hard. So anyway, so he signs one leg, and I go over to the remake guy, who's on the other side of the convention hall, okay, which I thought was weird at the time. So I go there, <laughs> and I go to have him sign it, and he goes, oh, fuck, it's good you had him sign it first, because he wouldn't sign this if he saw my name on here before you sign it, because he hates me. <laughs> and he told me the whole story of it. Oh, jeez. So, so anyway, so I felt really embarrassed, because I, I looked at my ex-wife at the time, and I was like, I feel like an idiot for telling this to Kane Hodder because I, I felt like he thought I was trying to like sleaze my way into something and I was just trying to pay respects to him so anyway guy yeah, kind of sounds like an ass to be honest yeah uh, My Bloody Valentine 2009 I was still on remake sorry I kept going off yeah uh, 2010's A Nightmare on Elm Street the movie was shit uh, but I loved Jackie Earl Haley's uh, portrayal of Freddy because Robert England while Robert Englund's portrayal is the the king, the the essential Freddy Krueger, and nothing will ever beat it, Jackie Earl Haley was like a mad dog in that movie. Like you go into the nightmare, and Freddy and Robert's Freddy would kind of like screw with you a little bit, have a little joke, you know, whatever. The second you close your eyes, Jackie was just right on top of you like a fucking mad dog, just which which I thought was cool. Yeah, he was brutal. Like they took all of the humor out of. Freddy in that movie. Yeah. Took me to, took me a minute to realize I had seen it because that's like they start and like that's the movie that confirms that Freddy was a child molester. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you bring because, that up because I want to bring that up. A lot of people were a lot. I remember when that movie came out. A lot of people on the internet were bitching about how why would they go so dark and make him a child molester? I'm like, haven't you fucking seen any of the other movies? Yeah, because they've always like alluded to it and kind of skirted around the idea, but they never. I don't think they ever came out and actually confirmed it until the remake. No, the TV show, they the original pilot, the Fre- uh, Freddy's Nightmares, the TV show, uh, directed by Toby Hooper, they confirmed it in that episode. Because oh, okay. Freddy wasn't really in that show, except for the pilot and like the two episodes after that. Then it was just like like a Twilight Zone type show. So, but that show starts. That show is like Freddy's Nightmares, is uh is star studded man. It's got Brad Pitt. It's got. Mariska Hargitay in it. It's got her partner from uh, Sex Crimes, uh, Chris Maloney. I mean, it's got every actor you name it. Name an actor. He's in it. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, uh, 
<laughs> Josh is just, uh... <laughs> so, so <laughs> I was, my first inclination was to say Kevin Bacon, and he probably is. Like, he's in everything. I think he might be. He's at least five, six, five, five, five steps divorced from it. Five what? Uh, five steps. Okay, okay, okay. Here, okay here, here. Uh, you don't have to answer now. Do seven degrees of Kevin Bacon as, in as, as few steps as possible. Alfred Hitchcock, Lindsay Lohan. Oh, God, I am terrible with... As few steps as possible. You don't have to answer now, but I'll continue. Can I research? Nope. Well, so uh, that's difficult then. So during so during the age of the remakes, we get sporadic releases of original ideas. We get the the master. Sporadic was right, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah okay. I, I thought he was laughing. At me. No, uh, no that's, that's my thinking. Phase. Oh, <laughs> we get. You, Wes, you don't see it very often. We no, get. That's uh, true. <laughs> we get Wes Craven's 2010, My Soul to Take, which I liked. Uh, oh, is that the one where uh, like it's a gypsy curse? No, that's and... dragged me to hell. Oh god, the movie was terrible. Oh uh, yes, it was. No, this, <laughs> this one, uh, my that was Sam Raimi. That was like okay. his, that was like his big return to horror. Oh, so that bad. pissed off so many people because he was like, "Yeah, I'm doing another Evil Dead." And everyone got really excited. He's like, "Oh, middle finger, I'm doing it a whole different movie." Uh, uh, no, that was the one with the California Condor. Condor, the the West Craven one. Yeah, yeah, my soldier. Anyway. Uh, 2015's Unfriended, 2016's Friend Request, and uh, this year's 2017's Happy Death Day. I actually want to see Happy Death Day. That one actually looks cool. Yeah. Yeah, like kind of like a horror version of Groundhog Day. Like, yeah. I, I'm kind of into that, and like just the I I kind of wish the trailers didn't show so much of the movie because I feel like a lot of the movie got shown in the trailer. But it, it looks like another reason to mine the depth of Final Destination, though. Let's see how many cool, creative, violent ways we can kill this chick. That's fair. Um, I kind of. By the way, this is the most I'll ever talk on the podcast because slashers are like the only genre that I just know a shit ton about. Yeah. yeah all right. That's all right. fair. Um, like, thank God. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, I wish they, they had showed a little bit less for a Happy Death Day in the trailers, because I feel like they showed a lot of things in it that would have been really cool surprises. Um, like, they showed the trailer where she walks out nude into the uh, into the campus. Like, that would have been a cool surprise. Or like, in the Yeah, you pervert. Well, yeah, she's hot. Um, then the, uh, the, uh, they show, like, the, the cop getting annihilated by the car, and, like, the... Like they ruined the one of the escape sequences, which could have been really good. Like but they show know, her. There could be a twist. There could be a twist, but I think it would have been better if you had like because in the trailer they use it as an escape s- sequence twist in the trailer. Like I got out, everything's fine, and like you know they're gonna show you the ending of the movie in the trailer, so it's not a, you know a twist is coming, and yeah, just like I wish they hadn't shown that. You know what, Daniel? At forty six, you're so jaded. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, now I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this question up to you guys. Vera Dyka, I hope I pronounced your name right. Author of Games of Terror, Hol- uh, Games of Terror colon Halloween, Friday Thirteenth, and films of the stalker cycle have a specific formula. Any guess on what the specific? In her opinion, any guess what the specific formula is? Um, well, I think it's gonna be the what we see in Cabin in the Woods that you get the the. Four. She does not mention Cabin. In the Right, well, Cabin in the Woods is supposed to be a satire on it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you, you see the formula, like they, they talk about the formula in Cabin in the Woods, where you have like, like the the super super 
um, promiscuous woman, uh, the jock, the one smart virgin, and then, like, the drug addict, and you see them slowly get killed off after doing a series of really, really stupid things in an isolated place. And it's all for some... Just because they're stupid, really. I mean, if anyone in a, a slash movie was smart, none of the slash movie would have happened. So I, th I believe that's kind of where you're going to get that that uh, formula coming from. Would be my guess. Josh? <clears throat> it's basically... That's basically the form formula for most of them, right? Group of young people, typically, um, doing stupid stuff and getting murdered, except for the one who decides, ah, I'm not going to do all the stupid stuff. That's basically the formula. Yeah. Well, according to Veridica, Veridica, uh, starts, it starts with a past event in which the film's community commits a wrongful action or which causes the killer to experience severe trauma. The plot involves opposing object, objectives. Let me start again. The, pl the plot involves opposing objectives of the killer and a hero slash heroine. Typically, the film begins with a commemoration or anniversary of the past <clears throat> events that reactivates or re-inspires the killer. Often, 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 the victim survives but is damaged in some way by his her experience. Genre's appeal, the genre's appeal is rooted in the audience feelings of catharsis, recreation, re recreation, and displacement, which, according to her, is a sexual experience. Why does the slasher genre have this like sexual sleaze to it? That that's a great question. I don't know. Cause I mean, I'll be honest with but, you. Growing up as a kid, cause that's what you do. Uh, <laughs> I watched a lot of those just to see boobs. I mean, and that's fair. I mean, I mean, yeah. Friday the Thirteenth. There's a there's a lot of accidental nudity in Friday the Thirteenth. Um, you know, I, I I don't know the origin of it, but but she makes a good point. I mean, to me, I I've, I've talked about this. Um, a, a horror movie is 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 kind of a sexual experience for me. Um, I like. Is that I, why I, your pants are off right now? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the, it's fine. I already we're, told you no. no camera. We're not. I'm not your teddy bear. That's not how this works. It, shh. shh. <laughs> oh God, no. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. You know, but this, uh, <laughs> but this is what's weird. This was weird. At, when I when I was young, teenager, whatever, I would wait. I would wait for A, the killing, and see the killer, and B, to see the girl in her underwear or naked. Now, it's like, why don't, why are we celebrating the killer, and why, your friend just died, why are you taking a shower right now? Get the hell out of this house. Stop, put your clothes back on and get out of the house. Like, I literally yell at the TV, and I'm thinking, I'm seeing a naked woman, and I want her to put her clothes on, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because I think our goals in the movies have matured. Like, I mean, I don't watch a horror movie. Well, to no see. one's ever said Adam and maturity in the same sense. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, when we're sixteen, we're kind of starved for that kind of thing, and that's all. That's that's all you can think about. So, like, sure, when you start seeing those kind of things, you you kind of tone out all the rest of it. But I mean, we're grown men. You know, we've we've had those experiences, and eh, okay. Josh and I have had those experiences, <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, it's a little less exciting now. I mean, yeah, she's naked. I've seen one in person. It's awesome. Um, uh, now we want to see a fulfilling, a fulfilling uh, experience in other ways. We want to see 
interesting plot lines. That's why we watch these movies now. Um, if, if I want to see boobs, I'll I'll go talk to my girlfriend for a little bit longer. I mean, that's I mean that's just how it is. I mean, we don't we don't have that kind of starved experience anymore. I know. I, I've actually been on Netflix and I'll watch a slasher, and if like the girl starts walking around in her underwear, I'm like, nope. If it's not motivated, if it's motivated, fair enough. But if it's like it's like you just witnessed your buddy getting killed, the killer just walked around a corner. Why all of a sudden are you taking your pants off? Click. Like, like I don't. Yeah, I think I think it depends on the slasher movie. But there are some there are a lot of things that's just gratuitous for gratuitous But some of fair, it. Okay. Fair. If if the movie is selling itself as sleaze, like it's just like yeah we're just sleaze. I'm like all right cool I'm in for it. But if it's trying to be like a, a genuine scary like a genuine horror film. And all of a sudden, it's just like, shit. It's been it's been forty five minutes since we had any boobs. Let's throw it in there. I'm like, fuck no. Yeah, I think it kind of depends on how it goes for. But to me, nudity and horror kind of go hand in hand together, because or there's boobs a... and butt together. <laughs> no, okay. Well, that too. You know, okay. whatever right. you're into. All right. Um, but I think the uh, uh, the nudity and horror go together because of in. When you have when a character is nude, they're at the one hundred percent most vulnerable part of life. Agreed, one hundred percent. Yeah, you are never more vulnerable than when you are walking around naked. So I feel like they use that nudity to portray that that vulnerability, that helplessness. Um, uh, I'm actually running a, a horror based Dungeons and Dragons game right now. Where you all play naked? Uh, all the time. <laughs> uh, me, can... six women. I'm in. Um, Sorry, go ahead. I've, I've been here on Wednesdays. It's not six women. <laughs> These are all lies. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I in a horror in a horror setting D and D game, and um, there's I, I've, I've used that a few places for um, like uh, non-player characters and some of the villains um, recently, where uh, they are are naked to portray that vulnerability and and that kind of aspect for the atmosphere. You said that. Okay, so. I was trying uh, a couple years ago, five years ago now. I was trying to get a movie up and going. Uh, it, was, it was set back in like the height of the Pinker, Pink, Pinkerton days, before they became the Secret Service. Okay, they followed two Pinkertons, two Pinkies. They get they get a letter talking about having to go out mid out in the woods, wintertime, go out west to uh, to find this man. Okay, so so they take it and as they take it, and they go, they take the job, they're going out and. They're on horseback, and they're following the trail to find this man. And off in the distance, there's a figure just sitting in the snow, right, just sitting down in the middle of the trail. And as they approach it, it's a naked man. And every person that read the script was like, "We like the we like the movie, but because uh, I had people want to play that, but they're like, why do I have to be naked? Like, why 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 if you made it a naked woman? Like for one thing, you make it a naked woman, it's instantly sexual." It's instantly like pornographic, and and they're like, well, she doesn't have to be naked. She could be like in her underwear or whatever. That's like, well, that kind of makes it even sleazier, if it, somehow I don't know how I don't the way men think. Like, she's completely naked. It's pornographic. You put her in like short shorts, booty shorts, and a halter top. Somehow it becomes sleazier than her being naked. <laughs> but if you make it a naked man, I mean, come on, guys. We see a naked dude. Maybe besides me. It's it's really uncomfortable. It like set, it would like be perfect for that because naked men, unless that's your preference in life, really makes heterosexual men kind of uncomfortable, and that'd be perfect for a horror film. 
Like, I, I think that would be like less and less. I can't believe I'm saying this. Less blonde. We shouldn't see less of the big boobed blonde women in underwear, naked or naked, running around. Let's see more naked dudes in horrors. To make it because it, it gives the uh, it makes it more it makes because it makes us uncomfortable. It, it, you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's think, kind of the whole point of the horror film, right? Is to kind of take you out of your comfort zone. Because if you're comfortable the whole time, you're not gonna be scared or or whatever. And so let, if yeah. you're something like that, I agree with. 100%. And let, let's be honest. I don't care how well built you are. I don't care how well endowed you are. The naked man, the male figure is not good looking naked. It's just I don't care if you're Brad Pitt. Which I've seen a hack cell phone pic. He's pretty fucking good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but you, you know what I'm saying? Like the male figure is just isn't good. It's just uncomfortable. It's just uncomfortable to look at. We're not. We don't look good naked, man. Maybe you don't. Well, all right. <laughs> um, what, no, I, uh, I I I would agree with you. I'll get behind that. Um, yeah, uh, I bet you would. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. The uh, the concept of the uh, the we need to see uh, less sexualized women in, in all cinema. I think yeah, not just the yeah, not just the horror movies, um, uh, but with uh, with the concept of the, the the naked man in the horror movie. I think yeah, it would make you uncomfortable in a certain aspect to a point, depending on the rest of the as- like the rest of the the thing about the the guy who's, who's naked in the snow. Um, I think it depends on the the atmosphere you build and and who that character is. To build that uncomfortable factor, um, right. I think you could just as easily build that to be um, uh, to be a vulnerability rather than uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of things you can do with that, and um, I think it kind of displays the the, um, the kind of a sexist movement in in movies in general. I mean, you get uh, a woman topless, and you know it's no big deal um but it starts becoming a big deal if you want to show uh, a man naked um i mean we see a lot of great popular movies with full frontal women scenes um, or full behind movie scenes and they get maybe an r but you show a man full frontal and you're past r no that's not true judd apatow he uh, helped me out what movie was it uh knocked up where they showed a was it was it flaccid being soft? Yeah, they showed a flaccid male member in a PG thirteen movie because he tried hard. Because you got, I think it's knocked up. I could be wrong. I'm not big on comedies. Uh, I've seen knocked up. I don't remember that. May and not and knocked it. up was I don't think it was PG thirteen. Well, what it was a knocked up. It was maybe it was a rated R. But the thing was because he was complaining that you could see, uh, you could see boob. You can see Kate Winslet's boobs and other parts in Titanic, a PG thirteen film. You can see. I believe you can see. I think you can see a full frontal woman in a non-sexual manner, completely naked in a PG-13. But you, you, like you put her on top of someone or etc. It's it's R, okay. But here's the weird thing: now you can say the F word one time in a rated R film as long as it's not used. A PG-13. And a PG-13. PG-13. You're right. Sorry. Thank you. You can say the, the F. I said it the whole. You can say fuck one time. <laughs> We've said it the entire podcast. It's <laughs> you, you, you can say that word one time in a PG thirteen film, as long as you're not using it to describe the act. So you can say like you can stub your toe and say fuck, but you can't say I want to you. You know, 
Right. right. Okay. But you put a you put a lit cigarette in your actor's mouth, instantly rated R. It, he doesn't even have to be smoking it. But you can smoke weed in the movie and be PG thirteen. But if it's a cigarette, a tobacco cigarette, instantly rated R. If it's lit in the hand, it's rated R. I didn't realize that. Kind of crazy. The, yeah. yeah. Like, well, I've I've seen this a, f- a few times. Um, I was watching a a documentary on the rating system for for films because. It's, uh, it's my, bullshit because it's yeah. it's it's the MPAA. There's no like there's no like rule book like okay here we go here's the rule book. It's whatever that person's opinion is. So if you get like a really bigot, just just snarly man or woman who's just like who's just like thumping her rule his or her rules out, you're gonna get like shit on. Yeah, like the the rating system is completely arbitrary. There's no rules. It's garbage. Um, and they have a rotating set of char- of, of judges, uh, critics, I guess, whatever you want to call them. And there's Dickies, no <laughs> <laughs> there's no basis for when they rotate. Um, they try and grab a um, a a a good se- uh, demographic of the United States. Um, they say they do anyway. Um, and in this documentary, um, I, what is it? Is it twenty? people is it 12 something like that that are on the, the it's board it's a large number yeah yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's a relatively small number but i want to say that um they were half men half women but like nine tenths of them were white and they weren't accurately representing the demographic of the united states um, I, agree, I agree and they're they're completely private people so you can't even look at who it is the documentary had every face blurred for the ones that they they stalked because they don't want people killing them for they don't want directors going and taking an upper deck in your bathroom for, <laughs> which so is, sometimes they deserve it yeah. yeah which i mean which i suppose is fair but yeah. um or like i saw a doc uh, a part of a documentary on um again on the rating system and they were showing the fast and the furious movie and the very first one where i think it's vin diesel is hanging off the truck and his arms wrapped in, in barbed wire uh, or wire of some kind and he's bleeding and they said there was too much blood in the movie and they gave him a rated R. So they took that scene and they trimmed it by two and a half seconds. And that was, a, that was enough removal of the blood to get them oh, a yeah. PG-13 rating. Well, some directors, I, I, like, I, like I said before, I listen to a lot of uh, audio commentaries. Some directors, knowingly, uh, they go in their back of their head knowing that, like, say they want to get, like, uh, there, there's a... There's a slasher film in the 80s called Just Before Dawn. The final girl, it's about, about a bunch of backwood Appalachian hillbillies killing these campers, okay? The final climax of the movie is the hillbilly picks him up, picks her up, and to kill him, he's screaming at, like, King Kong screaming, like, oh, I'm going to kill you. She takes her fist and, as he's screaming, rams it down her his throat and holds it, holds her fist in his throat as he chokes to death, Okay. 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 It's pretty sweet. Right, and that's how that's so, how he died. And literally, he goes on the ground, and she has to like step on his chest to pull her fist out. Okay. Jesus. All right. But knowingly, knowing that that probably wasn't going to get across, he like filmed extra crap that he had no intention of using, put it in there, and the guys, then the MPA is like, "You need to cut this." This. He's like, "Yeah, all right." So he cut it. Knowingly, he he didn't even want it in the fucking movie, and then that way he pulled it out put that in with the what he wanted they're like oh yeah okay you you, were, you work with us fine we'll, and he's just like idiots 
So, and I've heard yeah. like I think Rob Zombie has done that too. A lot, of, a lot of directors, so, which I don't know why they're admitting it to it publicly because it sounds like they're screwing themselves over by admitting to it. But I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, the board moves so quickly. I could see where, like, if they're talking about it. I mean, and honestly, like, we're not going to change the rating system by not talking about the flaws in the rating system. Right. You know, if these if these directors are going to come forward and be like, hey, the the rating system is bullshit. This is why, and here's the things we have to do to make the movie that we want to make. Then, you know, I think I think they need to talk about that. I think we need to have some form of reform. You know, a movie ruined the rating system for people like me that like watching violent movies. What's that? Jurassic Park. Really? Look how much money we can make on a PG thirteen movie. Fuck rated R movies. That's true. I mean, if yeah. if a horror movie is rated PG thirteen, I am very unlikely to see it. There yeah. are very few PG thirteen movies where I'm like, all right, I'll go see that in a horror film. Also. Uh, being the old man that I am, I've realized now, as a teenager going, there was always that one creepy dude in the theater by himself. So you're with your group of friends, you know, you're young, you're young friends, you know. There's that one creepy dude by himself, fucking watching this movie. I have now become that creepy dude in the horror film by myself, <laughs> sitting in the theater, uh, complaining. I'm like, get off your fucking cell phones. You know, I'm that dude. Uh, okay, so anyway. So, uh, I, I got something like that. Okay. Uh, so I went and saw It, and uh, I, I attend the movie Go Alone. So I movie Go Alone, and it's a full theater, and I'm sitting in front of a couple guys, and, um, like, the guys behind them are making noise during the movie, and I, all I want to do is throw I, I, whatever candy I was eating at them. And I'm like, oh, fuck these guys. These guys are annoying as shit. And... But then, like, a movie hits, a scene hits, and it's the scene where it crawls out of the, the projector. Oh, that's awesome. That was an awesome scene. That was taken from another Stephen King book. Was it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so, and, and the guys behind me start laughing, and uh, one of them has this kind of an odd laugh, and I, I, one, I recognize the laugh, and two, I'm like, are, are you serious? Like, come on. And I look back, because I think it was the guys behind them. And... Uh, and it's it it's me. two of my really good friends sitting back there, uh, and I'm like, oh, that's that's okay. And it was it was a different Josh. It was not this Josh. It was uh, a different Josh. You're lucky. Um, <laughs> Saved by a different last name. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, it was like like I was getting so mad at the guys behind them that were making noise, and then he laughed, and I'm just like I'm like I'm gonna punch someone because I'm trying to watch this scary movie. Damn it. And yeah, it's kind of a weird thing because if you turn around and yell. You just start a whole different fight. Yeah. So you just kind of have to, like, sit there and just, like, fuck, come on. Come on. Who goes and pays 20 bucks to see a movie in, on the cell phone? Yeah. God I, damn it. I'm a big fan of the turnaround, obviously, and silent stare. I'm a big fan of that. Oh, that, that gets a lot of people to show. drives out. me nuts. Okay, anyway. <laughs> I've always okay. been a fan of the turnaround and, hey, fuck off. Yeah. I always like that one, too. That's pretty good. I always, I, I was always a fan of turn around, act tough, and then they hit me. I'm like, okay. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. sorry. We're, we're, we're gonna watch Crossroads now. Don't hit me again. <laughs> so, oh, oh man. So, so this reminds me of something that that happened at the Steampunk Festival, actually. Okay. Um, so if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to that episode. It's amazing. Um, but I went at the Steampunk Festival. And Which Mike wasn't there, so that means this episode's gonna be amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm at the, uh, the Burley Q, which is one of the big steampunk festival things, and it's, uh, it's a burlesque show. Um, yeah, you pervert. Oh, it was fantastic. 
Anyway, so I'm sitting and, and watching the burlesque show, and they've got a bar, and they're serving alcohol, and and pretty much, like, the burlesque show is, is like, artistic nudity-ish, because they, they, they don't show anything, but damn near. Right. Um, and then you get, like, a bunch of dirty jokes, and some, some adult content, and then a, more artistic stripping and stuff and like that. So... We get through, like, the first artistic stripping, and people are hooping and hollering and having a good time, which is awesome. And then we get to, like, the adult jokes and humors and stuff. And apparently no one's interested in anything but female nudity at the Bless show. <laughs> well, yeah. So, so everyone is pissed drunk and chatty during this, this show. So this lady uh, who is doing, like, a guitar thing, like, like, we've been yelling at the people, hey, shut up. Um, I've got a really drunk girl who... who who I'm like, hey, shut up! I'm trying to watch the show, and she's like, "Are you mad at me?" Yes, I'm trying to watch the damn show, and uh, she shouts through the microphone, stops the music, stop, shouts, "Hey, everyone, shut the fuck up!" People bought tickets to see this show, and then there was probably two minutes of of the rest of us cheering and clapping for this woman. For, for telling the entire crowd to shut up and doing everything that we all wanted to do but wouldn't. And then he goes quiet and you hear Daniel, take off your top! <laughs> <laughs> God, I was oh, no, there was, there was plenty of that. I didn't I even was... shout anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we gotta move on. Uh, this is like the most derailed episode we've ever had. Yeah, we're a little bit all over the place. Except for maybe the trivia one. We got derailed quite a bit. Already. Oh, man. I don't know. We Do we ever stay on the rails? I mean, no. Yeah. Let's just change the name to Derailed. De- oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, come on, man. Uh, okay, so, some of the common tropes of slasher films. You got the final girl. Oh, almost always a final girl. Soul survivor. The soul survivor. Yeah, virgin, super smart. Uh, does dumb stuff, though. Does dumb stuff. Uh, run upstairs for some reason. Always. Why? All of a sudden, her Always legs. Upstairs. All of a sudden, her legs become rubber, and she trips and falls. Can't get the keys into the into the ignition. Can't open the door. Trips and falls some more. Can't put the car in the gear. Car never starts. Never starts. Never starts. All of a sudden, the cell phone she's been using for the whole entire fucking movie can't get uh, reception, even though she's made five phone calls from that one location ten minutes earlier. <sighs> yes, uh, tropes. Uh, the anti. The other common trope. Uh, the anti-heroic characterization of the film's villain, basically, which, which man, I have a love-hate relationship with it because, I mean, the Nightmare on Elm Street films basically are less root for Freddy. I mean, who? No one cared. Maybe the first film, everyone rooted for Nancy, but no one cared about anything else other than how's Freddy gonna kill this chick or this dude? Well, I think the the, the thing with that is when you get a franchise that's so established like that. Your reoccurring character is your villain. So he's the character that gets the most characterization, the most character development, and he's your connection to the movie. Right, right. So, like, if if they did A Nightmare on Elm Street and every movie was a different villain, maybe you'd root for the heroes more often than you would the villain, but every, every you'd piece, have to, Freddy. Right, you'd have to change the entire storyline. Yeah, you would. I mean, you'd have to use a different... Or you use them more like the shark, rather than... Which, which he was kind of in the first one. Even more in the second one. He was hardly in the second one. Yeah. I mean, once you start, like, making a character that you... Like, you go to see the movie for Freddy now. Because he's the poster child. He's the character that's been developed the most and evolved the most. So you get that connection to him. I think that happened to Jigsaw, too. 
like Saul, like we said earlier, Saul one was really good, and then it became, it became, what's the twist? Uh, how is Jigsaw going to off these people? Like, screw the story. What's the twist? What, how is Jigsaw going to kill these people? That's the, it. The one Saw movie I hated the most, and I, I liked most of them. The one I hated was the one that had the impossible puzzles, because it was his protege setting up the puzzles instead uh, of him. Four. I think it was, yeah. That's no, no, right. three, because it had uh, the chick from Becker in it, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah, so, like, the girl was setting up the puzzles. Spoiler. The girl was setting up the, the puzzles, not Jigsaw. And like, he like, was protégéing her. The doctor with the iron lung, or the, the what's it called, the, the Viking death. She, yeah. There was no way to answer it. Because she actually reached in the acid to get the key, but it didn't unlock the lock. It's still... Yeah. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, all of the puzzles, like, she gave the solutions, and then... Um, didn't actually like the solutions didn't work for anyone who actually. Yeah, because that was the point of Jigsaw was like if you survived, it's like all right, man, you've earned it. Exactly. But right. this, but this chick's like you're, I'm killing you no matter what. Okay. Uh, let's see, finally, an hour and twelve in. Let's get to the point of the podcast. Oh. What wow. are what are <sighs> some of the positive negatives of this genre? Negative. I know I've talked about it a lot. Uh, the over sexualization of the woman. Definitely, yeah. Uh, like I said, I don't. A, no one goes into a slasher film expecting. I mean, there, 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 there are, and it can be done. But no one goes in to see a pretentious uh, Schindler's List type film when you when you see a slasher film. And I'm not against naked women, but at 33, uh, <laughs> like I need, I like I need the I need the nudity to be motivated. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just nudity for nudity's sake is it's, is it bad. T- yeah, it turns me off. It's like, put your damn shirt on, man. Come on. Now there is a um, uh, talking about nudity. Um, uh, I'm I'm a big video gamer. I know Adam, you're not really. Uh, there's a, a basically an animated movie. Pac-Man, or a, it, right? That's still popular. Pac-Man. Uh, ish. Yeah. Pong. <laughs> I'll go ahead. Um, there's an interactive movie uh, called Heavy Rain, and uh, Heavy Rain is a fantastic fantastic work of art you if you're if you have a playstation you need to play it um but in the uh um in the sequencing there's I have a ps4 does it work on ps4 maybe okay um when you get there's a scene where um the woman it's a horror scene she she's naked in bed well naked she's in her underwear or whatever and people start busting through the doors and trying to murder her and you're playing through and you're trying to save her life through quick time events or whatever um, but the whole thing, you know, again, it's the, the feeling of vulnerability. And then when she dies, she wakes up and it's all a nightmare. And um, um, they, they do that. And I feel like that is an appropriate use of nudity. And we could do things like that in horror genres. And in, in, in dream sequences, which is always a cop-out. But those kind of things can really set a mood. What's that called? Heavy rain? Heavy rain. Yeah, another thing I notice a lot in in a horror slasher films is they they try to make it motivated, where you get the fake scare, like you get the girl, she may be covered in blood, not not her blood, like it's her friend's blood. She tried to save her friend, she's done been to the cops, she's back home, so she you see her, you see her strip and get in the shower, and then you see the fake scare, and then the the actual scare is when she gets out of the shower, puts her clothes. There's no reason for her to, to to see if like okay you wanna you wanna show the audience that she washed the blood off, just have her go into the bathroom. Well, the, God, the, I sound like such an old the man. The thing the thing with this, that though is in this genre, 
you have to build the tension, right? Yeah. So but, every time, like, you, be, she be, doesn't necessarily have to be in the shower for that to happen. Don't you point. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'll slap your mouth. So, so the the point is like, you have to build the tension up, and keep ratcheting that tension up. I agree. And so, I, but but to your point, right. I agree. Like, you have to have those those fake scare type scenes, but. Does she have to be in the shower to do it? Yeah, like you they, know what I mean. They like, call, does, they, why do why do we have to have her take her clothes off to do that? Yeah, they call them cat scenes because it used to be, uh, they'd always the back in the early days you'd always have the crew off screen with a black cat and they just throw it on. So they call them they call them cat scenes. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I agree. I mean, why why can you build attention up some other way? Like I don't know. I, I, I clearly I'm not creative. That's why I don't make movies. But you know, do something other than. You know, a steamy shower room. The killer, for some reason, instead of getting her in the most vulnerable spot and stabbing her, he opens the door and the stairs, shuts the door again, and goes and hides. What the fuck's the point? I mean, I know, I know, store, I know, tension-wise, but r- realistically, that killer would would nail her in that shower. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like I'm, killer, right? <laughs> killer. <laughs> Just making sure. Depends on the movie, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I I am of the opinion that uh, yeah, like if you're gonna. Like, again, I've talked about this a lot. Uh, nudity is vulnerability. And if you're going to do a shower nudity scene, the the fake vulnerability is really off-putting. Because, yeah, you're vulnerable, you're building up tension, and then, oh, haha, nothing happens. That's such a letdown. Like, yeah, like, if we're going to do a slasher film and we're going to put a shower scene in, slasher comes in and psychos her right in the shower. You know what movie did that best, actually, now I think about it? Psycho? <laughs> uh, no, no. Jason goes to hell. Jason yeah. goes to hell. You have the girl, the big-breasted girl. She wasn't blonde this time. She brunette. She, you know, she gets in. She does all the the typical stuff. She takes a shower. And you're like, why are we watching this? She opens a medicine cabinet, closes it, nothing. But she does that. She turns out that she's part of this killing this killer squad trying to kill Jason, like paramilitary group. Yeah. So she does. So you get to the end. Like she 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 puts the you know the I mean this is always sexy. She puts the the male the man shirt on the the button down no pants. Oh, sexy. She puts that on. But w- w- women, if you're listening, that's the best lingerie you can buy. Oh Just my god! Yeah. Oversized button down shirt. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so anyway, so she puts the flannel on and she goes through all the sleep and you're like, well, why do we just watch this? And then because. That's the point of the Friday Thirteenth movie. She's attracting Jason because that kind of stuff draws the spirit of Jason to that. Right. Like that had a purpose to it, rather than just you know whatever. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Jason was his morality tale was always promis- uh, uh, promiscuity. Um, so that that's the that's the Jason thir- uh, Friday the Thirteenth or yeah legend is. Which honestly, I think that was just an excuse to fit more for, fit more nudity into the films, but it worked. And uh, yeah, you're right. That had all had a good purpose within the lore and legend of Jason, and it was a good scene. You ever seen uh, going off topic? You ever seen Freddy vs. Jason? Yes. When uh, in theaters, even yeah, I did too, three times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they go they go into J- they go into Jason's nightmare, and the, the chick's going through there, and you see you see Jason. You see Jason drowning, and she starts running up to the camp counselor, and the two are, like, making out, kind of dry-humping. And the girl's like, come on, let's go, let's go save him, let's save him. And the counselors are just dry-humping, you know. And the girl's like, are you coming? 
And then the guy turned, the counselor turns into Freddy, and all of a sudden the girl's like dead, and he's like, oh, I'm trying, but this girl's lifeless. Or, or whatever. Uh, that, was funny. that was pretty good. No, no, I don't even know why I brought it up. Um, any positives to the genre? Um, I mean, they're they're fun. I mean, they're they're actually a relatively good way to relax. In my some, some of the some of the more creative, I think it lends itself to really creative, outlandish writing, which, like you said, can be fun. Uh, they're they're kind of treated, the, well, the horror genre in general, but mainly slasher. They they're kind of treated like bastard stepchildren because they always make money. And every director, like seriously, name a director they have shot, they have filmed a horror movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, for me, uh, uh, your traditional horror movie, the suspense horror movies, um, I enjoy them because I, I like horror in general. I like gothic horror. I like ghost spirits. Like I like Lovecraft style. I love Lovecraftian horror. I love um, horror movies in general, vampires, werewolves, zombies. I can't get enough of it. Um, for me, that is, is a personal like. And then... Like they're they're honestly they're great date movies. So like yeah. you you like most people when you go see a horror movie you're bringing your date with you. What are you doing tonight? Well, you know. Your girlfriend's out of time. Uh, yeah, now I'm out of time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Josh. I only have eyes for you. Oh God. You <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, 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 okay. So what is it? Real quick. What is it? Oh hell. We'll just go as long as we want. What is it? <laughs> this is going to be the longest episode because this is. The genre I know a lot about. Uh, what does it take to write one? So, what killer? What kind of killer do we want? Now, despite Freddy, Nightmare on Elm Street being my... F- I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street is my favorite movie. Freddy is my favorite horror... Even, even my favorite villain. Even above Joker, he's my favorite villain. With that being said, I prefer more of a human killer rather than a supernatural killer. I mean, I love the creativity to, it takes to figure out how it how to take out the supernatural killer but the way the you always get that one Joe explain it all character who's like oh yeah this is how you take it out because of some prophecy who the fuck wrote that prophecy like so I prefer more of the human the, the, the scream the, the original Mike Myers not what he became later on down the line that that's the kind of killer I, even though I like Freddy I, that's the kind of killer I prefer in my slashers I'm I'm exactly the opposite um I I very much do not prefer the human killers. Um, and, and the reason for that is because there's so many scenes that don't make sense with a human killer. Um, when you have a supernatural killer, they move faster. You can justify that. They're stronger than humans. You can justify the things that they do, like ripping people in half. You can justify the superhuman durability. You can justify them getting shot and not flinching. Well, right, right. When you but start yeah, talking humans... Like, if I saw, if I saw old Ghost, Ghostface pick up Neb Campbell and just literally rip her in half, that would be a little fucking weird. But, you got... There's just something about... There's just something about uh, a, a human, another human bringing on violence to another... I mean, in an outlandish way. I'm not talking, like, actual realistic violence, but in an right. outlandish way. A human doing violence to another human is more compelling story-wise... Then, like you, you see Freddy, you see the burnt face in the radio, you're like, oh, that dude's gonna fuck you up. Yeah, for me, like, you take a look at, uh, like, Michael Myers. Um, Michael Myers, like, he got his ass whooped in a lot of those earlier Halloween movies. And then he got beat up by Buster Rhymes. Yeah, and he had no reason to survive some of those ass whoopings. And, like, he's the one that always, that is always to me, like, eh, he's just human. 
you know, at least Jason has, like, vengeful spirit zombie body. Uh, Freddy's a dream demon. Um, but see, but you talk about Mike Myers. In the original, the novelization to the first movie, actually, uh, he was possessed by an old, by an Irish demon. Not He was never just a kid. Oh, that's fair. But I don't think that ever came through in the, that was just in the novelization. Okay. Well, you, know, you don't see that in the, the, the movies, and if they do, they do a poor job of explaining that. But good on them for using Irish demons rather than... I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a nationality you don't see a whole lot of horror stuff from. More like crime. Except for the leprechaun movies. That oh. doesn't count. <laughs> that doesn't count. What kind of killer you prefer? I personally prefer a human kill, uh, killer yeah, more than you're a supernatural. Out. Ah. Just because it makes it um, more scary I guess because like that's a person killing a person that can literally happen oh shit so it, it, it ratchets up the realism a little bit I think which for me puts me more into it but I can understand the appeal of the supernatural thing too but I, I personally would just prefer to have a human <sighs> no I can't get into it not like, two against the, one I know I know you guys you're, you guys are done we're, we're making a human slasher but the worst thing <laughs> in in life to me in life in, in cinema is when you have a horror movie and through the entire thing they're portraying the villain as a supernatural entity a ghost a haunting and no it's just old crazy man Jenkins from down the road killing people I cannot stand that yeah, or, I, I or, or when the ghosts are the helpful things and the entire time oh it's a warning because, because this crazy guy is going to murder you I cannot stand Dan, those horror movies. Okay, so, Daniel, so, so Daniel does not like Scooby Doo. Did you not like? I, did oh, you not I like Scooby Doo? I, I Scream was okay, <sighs> but it it wasn't everything I wanted it to be. I mean, they did a cool twist with there being two killers, yeah. and that was a good twist to explain how he could be in so many places at once, because that's a big flaw in the slasher genre. Like, okay, he just was he was fifty yards that way. He killed someone, and now we're going to go sprinting while he slowly walks, and suddenly he's in front of us. Like, that's such a huge flaw in that tr- in that genre. Such a, such a bad trope. And, like, that scream did that right, to explain that flaw in those movies. So, like, I appreciate Scream for that purpose. You know, I think... I think either, either it's the original, it was part of the original script, or it's a fan theory. I don't remember. But... The idea is that Dewey, from from the first movie, is behind all of it. So there was actually three killers the whole time. In every movie, Dewey was behind the killing in every, every movie. That would explain how terrible a police officer he is. Yeah. That would explain that. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so we're going with a human killer. Sorry, Daniel. Yeah, I, sorry. I finally win. All right. All right. What's, what, what set, what's, what's like an original setting? What about a, I don't know about video games or board games, but what about a slasher flick? In a western town. Yeah, I mean, I think you could probably pull something like that off. I mean, or like a Victorian era, but then we're kind of getting like Jack the Ripper, I guess. But. I kind of personally would want to see a slasher flick based in like ancient Rome. That would oh, be interesting. Yeah, yeah. That'd be a good, yeah. Okay, that would be I take it. I take it all back. Take it all back. <laughs> I like that ancient Rome idea. Yeah, that'd yeah. be really cool. Yeah. yeah, like ancient Rome's cool. Um, or Greece, I, either one. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to go the other direction. Future? I, I want to go future. future. Yeah. I because because I want to put the slasher movie on its head. Like you go to ancient Rome and you're doing still normal slasher stuff. I want to put it in the future, not Jason X, but still pretty futuristic, where you have all this super technology 
and you as a writer work around that super technology <coughs> to create something new to the slasher genre. But see, that's 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 the problem. We don't today, 2016, 2017, making a slasher flick. We don't have a lot of futuristic technology. What's the one piece of technology that ruins all of slashers? The cell phone. Right, and we and, and the only two cop outs we have is batteries dead. Oh shit! I can't seem to get a signal. Out here. No. No, when I make a slasher movie, if I ever make a slasher movie, the first thing I want to show is chick on phone, machete, scimitar, whatever comes down, slices phone in half. You've answered the problem without going into one of the stupid two tropes that, that are easily solved. Broken phone <coughs> cannot make a phone call, and how many people have a house phone now? Yeah, my mom was the only person I knew that had a house phone. She got rid of it. Yeah, like, I don't know anyone who owns a house phone at the moment. So, like... Wife. Sorry, I was just thinking about the slasher movie in the future. Um, if we did do that, you could kind of do it uh, alien style. Explore. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's like the the original Alien movie, like right, all right, those right. people are on the ship, right? And I'm they're, aware of it. They're, so there's this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so like, what like something happens on the place they're exploring or whatever, right. and one of the people is a little off now. But nobody notices. It's like Cabin Fever. So, so he gets he gets kind of, not, not not the movie, but he but gets yeah, Cabin kind of Fever. like kind of like that. Okay. Like one of them goes through something while they're on the planet that nobody else seems to know about somehow, or he gets lost for a little while you know and what they that find him. Called? Mm. That movie's called Sunshine. I've never seen it. Uh, they, or heard of it even. You heard, okay, so mm. it, it, it's the skies. It's the it's the movie is disguised as a realistic space movie. The sun is dying. They send out Icarus One, a spaceship. Mark Strong is the captain. Send it out, okay? All of a sudden, it goes radio silence. It disappears. They can't find it. So, Earth only has enough resources because the sun's dying. So they're going into like a, a, a dead winter all over the world. They've only got enough resources on the planet to build one more. Bo- the, their thing is to build a man. They. On the front of the ship is a Manhattan-sized nuclear weapon. Okay, so they're going to fly that nuclear weapon into the sun. To reignite it. To reignite yeah. it. So they go, and the first half of the movie is, is like a 2001, a more exciting 2001-type movie. Oh, thank God for that. Yeah. They find, <laughs> they, so they start getting the signal. This is where the alien comes coming. They start getting the signal. They find out that it's Icarus 1, the original ship. So they're like, shit, you know, we're running pretty low. Because they get, they get hit. I forgot to tell you. They get hit by solar flares in there. So they're like, shit, we're low on fuel and oxygen. If we go to Icarus 1, we can kind of get some of their oxygen scrubbers and all O2 scrubbers. We got another, because we've only got one payload. Two payloads is even better. So they go to Icarus 1, they, they board the ship, they find out what why it went missing. The captain went AWOL, kind of your your cabin fever thing. Mm-hmm. So they, they get their, they get what they need from the original Icarus 1, they go back on Icarus 2, they find out there's someone on the ship now. The captain, Mark Strong, has has survived eight years on Icarus 1 by himself. And you know what happens when a man's by himself. He starts talking to a volleyball. and uh, <laughs> I've seen it. Yeah. So anyway, he boards onto the, on the thing. So the realistic sci-fi film that we've been watching all of a sudden turns into a slasher film. Right on. Okay. S- sunshine. Sounds pretty sweet. Well, even, all right. Well, they made my movie then. And even though we, I just ruined it for you, it's a really good movie. Right on. There was one that I saw. I don't remember what the. Uh, this I'm gonna butcher because I can only remember like three things about it. But it was like a, a starship, and uh, like 
kind of like a dead space like feeling where you had like a like a mining ship or something and it was all shut down and this girl is going through and exploring the ship while her captain's talking to her in her head and she's refiring everything and the whole movie is a ton of fake scares um, and then you get to about three quarters through the end of the movie and it turns out that the captain is the one that killed the entire crew while she was in cryo sleep no, no, no. and uh, it's a dude it's Ben Foster and Dennis Quaid you're talking about Pandorum yeah that's it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's the one yeah, Pandorum yeah yeah that's a good movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed yeah. it quite a bit. Yeah, Not turned, enough to recognize the characters or know that that was a dude, but uh, you know. <laughs> uh, 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 no, I, at first, I thought you were talking about Supernova with James Spader. Oh, okay. Long. Yeah, that was that was thin, ripped James Spader, not bloated, <laughs> cocaine-induced James Spader. Um, so, okay, so we're going to futuristic uh, slasher. Okay, what are, right. what what do we want our killer to look like? Are we just gonna use? I mean, what has he got? Like. Um, We'll, we'll throw something out here. Um, we going like, like oh. giant mnemonic Blade Runner style, like retro looking clothes, or are we just gonna go full tilt boogie, just futuristic looking stuff? I, I'd be fine with either. But how about this for the best of both worlds for our killer? Right. Instead of a human killer, why not a robot killer? I robot. Kind of I robot where we've got like a Blade Runner a little bit. Yeah, where we've got like a like an insane cyborg. He's just really not into the human killer. Wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> Dude, you know, I missed the obvious one. Hmm. Terminator. Yeah? Terminator? Do we want to go Terminator, though? Eh, I think you could do Terminator without being... Like, like Terminator... Uh, yeah, it'd be hard to do futuristic slash without being Terminator. Well, well take out time travel. Well, yeah, take, definitely take out the time take, travel. Take out the ridiculous prophecy that doesn't make sense anymore. Uh... What if it's a robot that doesn't know it's a robot? Oh, that'd be good. Then you get all those human scenes that you guys like to have, and then then I can justify it getting shot in the chest without dying. You're such a racist against humans. You're such a species. <laughs> <laughs> okay, alright. So we're going... We're going... Um, future, right? Yeah. That's what we got, future. A uh, robot that doesn't know it's a robot? Sure. A cyborg? Android? No, but the, see, that goes into the, the Ridley Scott shit, though. That does. With the androids. And stuff. Oh, yeah, that's not going to work. What oh, about ancient? What about, what, about, <laughs> what about Robot in Ancient Rome? Time travel goes haywire, so, gets dropped in Ancient Rome. That's our big twist, is Robot at the end. And it's just a bad guy, like Godzilla movie or something. Yeah. It's just running around destroying the city. Like, yeah! <laughs> I, I'd probably watch that. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, God, what? I, see, my setting was... I was thinking like, okay, ancient. I was thinking like an old, like a, like in the Wild West. Right? Like, well, yeah. no, like well, a slightly modern Western town. You know, they they still have horses, but like, the 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 Model T's kind of coming in. The roads aren't the roads aren't paved yet. So like early 1900s. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking like a, I was thinking like a bowler cap, you know. And then like, I, I know Jean, Quentin Tarantino made fun of this, but I was thinking like just like a, like just like a. Uh, the town that dreaded sundown type mat, just like a like a blanket or something, cloth pulled over his head real quick. Yeah. Um, Snidely whiplash, whiplash mustache. A what? Snidely whiplash. No. Uh, <laughs> you know maybe maybe like a vengeful Native American spirit. That's something we haven't really. I mean I know Skinwalkers came out, but like the Native American lore hasn't really been explored too much. And no, that'd be all right. I just I worry about like getting too far in on that and and possibly hitting like 
almost like a racist term where you start hitting seeing like you know tomahawks and scalping and oh is this a native american killer well as long as like, well what what if the killer was using what if the killer was an asian male but he was using asian or are, are we caucasian are... male <laughs> is what i said i, I think i did uh, but what if it what if it was he was using that racism at the time to his advantage now that I could get behind. Now, like the like that well, would be all right. Well, then he's just a fucking Scooby Doo villain at that point. It the, he's, he's trying to do jobs. He's, it's it's like it's it's every Scooby Doo episode ever. You've got the guy using the local whatever to try and scare people yeah, away from the yeah, right. the uh, old amusement park. That way he can tear it down and turn it into a parking lot or whatever the fuck. Josh, he's it's the right, same shit. Right. It's that's, like, that's a great plot, Josh. Let's <laughs> use it. Uh, God, okay, man. But I really do like that ancient one. And then we, if we do that, then we can call the movie Thrill Ride. Because it's about the amusement park that he's trying to tear down and turn into a park. You know what, Josh? You had me, and you had to go too far. Uh, uh, um, what about what about uh, what about a steampunk slasher flick? All right. So yeah, you I get agree. think into that. think think Rocketeer. Okay, but no rocket. I'm thinking just the helmet. Oh, in the, okay, go ahead. Here, yes, it's steampunk plus our our sunshine aliens idea. We've got a murderer on a zeppelin airship. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you're isolated from people. But, but, are, we thinking, but are we? The getting, only way to kill him is to set him on fire, but that makes the zeppelin explode. That but so see, that was Rocketeer though. That's like literally the end of Rocketeer. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> I won't, no. The killer does like a Die Hard one yelling fall right off the off the zeppelin. Yeah. Yeah, like monkey flip right off over the railing. How are we gonna sequelize it? I'm thinking sequel right off the bat, dude. I'm thinking franchise. Oh no. I'm thinking action figures. Yeah, I'm yeah. Pillowcases. Here, here's pillowcases. All right. <laughs> uh, here's how you franchise it: is it's you don't make it about the um, uh, the killer. Like, you, you make know, it about like, the zeppelin. You make it about the zeppelin. Yeah. So the first what? movie, yeah, you first movie is about the airship and the killer on the on the airship. Second movie. Airship, maybe now it's got vampires on it, no, and then airship, and now there's me. werewolves. I it's 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 a cursed bullshit. it's a cursed airship, and the curse is not an entity cursing the airship. It is that bad luck follows this airship everywhere. But see, but then when we get out, no, I don't like it. And then movie like four is Speed the airship. Where okay, the airship's I'm, crashing. I'm back on board now. You lost me with the, you lost me with the vampires and werewolves. Back on board for four. Where are we, where are we going with five? Oh, five's got to be 3D. Yeah, I right, mean... Right, right. Okay. The, the, the five's the 3D version. It's Fast and the Furious airships. Yeah, oh, yeah. Airships oh, drag that, racing? That could be cool, I guess. Okay. Uh, so we're going. I do like the idea of the steampunk. Is there a steampunk? Okay, if we do the steampunk thing, the killer has to have like the steampunk getup or whatever. But they have to be um, kind of douchey and like their normal non-killer persona is someone who walks with a cane. Oh yeah. And then they have to like the way they kill people is they have like something that's comes out of that cane to stab people. So are we, so we're thinking. Oh like, yeah, like penguin umbrellas. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I was yes. thinking more of like the killer look more like a cross between Rocketeer and what's his name Cronin from First Hellboy. All right. Yeah. 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 You can do that too. Well, yeah, that's his that's his his killer motif. Right. Like, oh, like he, he switches costumes. Like he, he's this is what he, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's his, his Batman when his, he, when he's Bruce Wayne mode. His I've never heard of those two guys. I yeah. Know. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> okay. 
Okay. Too much plastic. So what's the? (laughs) (laughs) So the plot would be this using this because. Didn't the Sears t- or uh, what's the what's what's the? You just try to call it the Sears the Sears Tower? No, no, the Empire State Building. The, the reason it's got that little thing on the top is because that's where the Zeppelin was supposed to be parked, right? Uh, I think so. Okay, so uh, I didn't make that up. I swear to God. Or is I, it the Sears I, Tower? I meant, no, I, it's gotta be. It's gotta be Empire State. I thought it was. I thought it was just like a warning beacon, so they could put the light up for airplanes not to hit it. No, I thought it was the park because what because zeppelins were uh, like supposed to be the next big thing, right? Well, until the Hindenburg, yeah. Never heard of it. I don't understand what. Um, <laughs> so what? I, I, you're getting so good at that. I can't tell if you're serious or not. <laughs> I just always assume he doesn't know. It's <laughs> uh, a safe bet. What if? What if we did that? What if? Uh, I lost where I was going. What if he caused the Hindenburg? Oh, this is just like a long, like a serial oh, murderer. So, so like he, he he has a hard on against zeppelins. Like what? what well, if, well, what if this whole fight happens and something catches on fire or something, and that's how the Hindenburg happened? Was this, so we're telling our story as if it's a historically fa- account, historical account of what actually happened. That, on that's the gonna be a real itself. quick movie because it's gotta be like twelve seconds long. What do they call well, it? No, because <laughs> you do the build up and then in the in the yeah. ensuing chaos of the the fight with the the big bad, the whole thing goes off. I guess I don't know. Yeah, and then you see, you see, so you see that you see the the we'll use public domain footage of the Hindenburg going down, everyone screaming, and then, it's the, then we use because it's a it's an artsy film. We see Finn, F I N, the end of the movie, and then it, and then it fades to black, right? And then all you hear, all you hear is the crackling and the fire, you know. And then we cut back to a, a wide shot of the Hindenburg on the ground. All we do, we see our dude walking out of the flames like a fucking badass, just walking out. All right, and he kind of shakes the flames off. Uh, yeah, but then you, then you, uh, I'm, I'm in. Don't get me wrong, I'm yeah, in. You're Finn. <laughs> I just don't know about the killer surviving. Like, I don't want that trope of, of the recurring killer. Okay, okay. I want a okay. cooler linking element okay, for our so franchise. Okay, so Zeppelin's before Prohibition, right? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Usually before or like during ish. Okay, Prohibition so era. first, first movie, killer dies. He has a child. He's, he's. Mid to late twenties, prohibition time. Okay, finds his dad's costume or a prototype of his dad's costume because the original costume burnt up in Hindenburg. He's got life has kind of kicked him around a little bit. He was a bartender. All of a sudden, his bartending job's gone because of prohibition. So he he starts, or he goes the opposite way, and he starts fucking killing the speak the people in the speakeasies and the bootleggers with his dad's guy. So we flip it. The, the 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 bad the the costume of the bad guy is now the good guy in the next movie. All right, now that I can get behind, where we're we're swipping roles, where we got the, the murderer, and then we switch it to a vigilante. Yeah. So like Spider Man Three, where he takes his dad's. Outfit. Don't you ever reference that movie in this pocket? <laughs> so he uses. Well, you can f- reference bad movies all the time. You love Batman. Don't v you Superman. go there. I don't. I don't uh, like Spider Man. I was trying to I cut thought it. Was terrible. <laughs> I thought it was terrible. So what he uses the fear built up from his dad. And the image that his dad garnered in the first movie, he uses that in the second movie. So long as we kill him, I'm in. Why? He's a good guy, He's though. He's a good guy, though. So? All right. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we're going on two hours real quick. Uh-huh. Best, uh, in your opinion, best scene in a slasher flick? Uh, okay, I'm going to go with um, uh, Freddy vs. Jason. Uh, the the very end sequence where Jason and Freddy are fighting 
and Jason or Freddy is swiping and blowing the uh, the compressed air tanks at, at oh. Jason, and Jason takes one right to the chest and just doesn't even flinch. Yeah, and Freddy's like, what does he say? Torpedoes or what? What does yeah, he say? Yeah, it's like torpedoes man, away or something. Man, the torpedoes. And yeah. So corny. Cool. I, I know. I love that scene. Yeah. I love it. Uh, my favorite one is actually from Scream, um, where the girl gets stuck in the the cat garage door, room. the dog, the garage door <laughs> thing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, as a kid, growing up, when she walks into the garage, and she, oh jeez. Anyway, she was dating Marilyn Manson for a little bit. So, so that Rose was pantomiming of, of I was hands trying, over. The- <laughs> I was trying to be adult here. Uh, I was trying to be adult. Look at me make erect nipples with my fingers. Uh, wonka wonka. <laughs> wonka wonka. I see like that. I don't know. Uh, it was just a thing. Uh, anyway. Look, that's the sound that boobs make. Wonka wonka. <laughs> uh, my, I've, toys. I've already, uh, I already mentioned my favorite one: the fist in the mouth. Also, I liked. Uh, I like a lot of them, but the fist in the mouth cool, kill was cool. Freddy, he seemed like a fist in the mouth kind of guy. This guy. And uh, Nightmare on Elm Street three. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street three. Uh, he picks up. He picks. He picks up. Uh, I can't think of the character's name. He becomes a TV. His head pops out of TV. He goes. It's. Uh, I think his name's Allison. It's time for your big break. Welcome to prime time, bitch. Shoves her head on the TV. Yeah. But for some reason, the TV's like six feet up in the air. They walk in, and they're like, oh, that girl committed suicide. How in the fuck? <laughs> she just <laughs> ran and jumped. <laughs> All right, anyway. Um, uh, best killer. Mm. I'm going, hands down, I don't care. Gun, gun to head, gun to nuts, Freddy Krueger is what I'm going to say. That's probably my favorite too, yeah. honestly. Like it, even even with all the cheese and stuff, like yeah, yeah. it's still my favorite. And I generally, I generally like both versions. I like Freddy Co- or Robert England, and I like uh, Rorschach as well. Yeah, yeah I mean James, Ryan, James Haley. Or... Uh, yeah, I mean Freddy Krueger's great, but I don't know what favorite. Like I mean, I've already expressed how I'm a Jason fanboy, but I mean he's kind of one note. Like he's got like a one kind of beating note. Speaking I, of uh, Hellraiser, man, like speaking of what's Jason, his his little those little uh, not theme song, but that little the laugh. Yeah. What, what what do you know? What's actually being said? Uh, I do not know. I did not realize what's actually being said is kill, 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 yeah. mom. Yeah. Oh, interesting. He, okay. He's begging his mom to kill. All right. Oh, neat. Um. Oh, best killer. Oh, you moved well. Okay. Give me... You're give, so used to having a fourth person. Yeah, I am. Yeah, uh, give me your best evil laugh. Because Freddy... <laughs> be, that's your evil laugh? No, that's terrible. It's, that's <laughs> fucking terrible. I, I abandoned it halfway through. Okay. Because you pointed at Josh. Uh, one uh, try. One, one, one no, try. No, uh, no, you... you Josh. Josh. I, I, All right, let's just camp it up then. <laughs> really? Camp, yep. I, oh, went the, yeah. I went the other way. Hmm... Yes. Hmm. That's the way I'd that's go. That's not even a laugh. That's you just hum the no, laugh. No, that's the way I'd go. That's a terrible laugh. Fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, Alright, we're almost two hours in. Seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. I couldn't. In the least amount of steps possible. Alfred Hitchcock, Lindsay Lohan. I, I'm I'm almost positive it uses Twilight Zone somewhere, but I don't know oh. what it is. Really? Go, go for it. I, wait, wait, wait. Uh... Okay, was did um oh was 
Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, how do we? Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan were in Freaky, Freaky Friday, Friday together. You're on the right track. Yeah. Um, on the right track. And then Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh God, I don't watch any of her movies. Um. But she did something in. She did well. She was in the original Halloween. No, night. okay, you guys are cool. I'm off now. Okay. Yeah. All right, do Alfred it. Hitchcock directed Psycho, starring Janet Lee. Jamie Lee Curtis's mom, who started oh, okay, in okay, Friday, okay. Th- or Friday, Freaky, Freaky Friday, Friday with yeah. Lindsay Lohan. I forgot it was her mom. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. I didn't okay. know that counted. Yeah. All right. I thought they. Well, I thought you had to. They had to be in a movie together for yeah. that game. Like, oh, like, fuck! I've played a game longer. Yeah, I mean, isn't there a, a is there a Janet Lee Jamie Lee movie? You can use a bridge there. No, probably, maybe. They have not. As far as I know, they have not been. In no, you're wrong. All right, you're you right. are wrong, Am sir. I? You got a computer right in front of you. Okay, I do. I don't know how to use this. Thing. <laughs> okay, uh, recommendations, real quick, like we always do. Recommendations. We've gone over a lot of movies tonight. Yeah, we have. Like, yeah, we have. Um, anything we've talked about in the past almost two hours, watch right. most of those. Some of them you can skip. We discussed which no, ones were pretty bad. I want to recommend the documentary Never Sleep Again about the making of all the Freddy movies. Everything Freddy. Uh, starting with Nightmare on Elm Street. Starting with the 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 birth of the idea all the way to Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah. And then they mentioned the remake, but the remake hadn't come out yet. And it talks about the TV show. Even if you don't like the Nightmare on Elm Street series, if you just like documentaries, it is the most comprehensive documentary on a making of... I mean, they've got... Just, I don't think there's anything left out there. What was it called? Never sleep again. Never sleep again. Okay. It's about the making of the series. It's like eight hours long. Holy cow! Yeah, yeah. I mean, it goes in depth about every single movie. Well, it have to. It have to be for that. Like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, I want to recommend uh, Mario Bava's Twitch of the Death Nerve. It's one of the Godfathers of the slasher flick. Uh, mainly, I just watched it because I like the title Twitch of the Death Nerve, but it turned out to be a really good movie. Hmm. I think you can. I think alter. I think. Uh, that was the uh, the original title. I think it was released in America as Bay of Blood. Okay. Not as cool, but... And, um... What do you think, Daniel? I, I am trying to find the name of the movie I'm recommending. Who started? What was it about? Uh, okay. So, it's about a news reporter. And she is doing a documentary on um, a slasher for a slasher movie okay. and they treat like all the slashers as if they were canon and people know about them so she is documenting the slasher uh, through it and like he is behind the scenes things rather than following the main protagonist girl you're following the slasher and the slasher is going on about all the rules for slashing and how he uh, does things behind the mask the rise of Leslie Vernon that's the one yes that's the one to watch because it's got such an amazing twist to it and it's it's tongue in cheek through half of it, and turns into a legit, really good slasher movie. That was supposed to be a franchise, but I don't think they did anything with it. Maybe one sequel, but I don't think they did anything with it. I don't think they did anything with it. I didn't realize it was a sequel even for it. I could be wrong. Uh, stars Robert England, I believe. Uh, not star, but I think he's in it. Yeah, I, I, I think, think he gets a cameo. Uh, uh, I recommend anything with Robert England. Uh, okay. Uh, any other? That's the one for me. Longest episode ever. Yeah. Uh, you want to promote your... Yeah, absolutely. We are uh, currently recording at Underdark Comics and Games in Quincy, Illinois. Uh, check us out on Facebook at Facebook slash Underdark Comics. Oh, fuck. The mic hasn't been on. Oh. 
You can also catch us uh, at our website, underdarkquincy.com. Uh, make sure you stop in and see us, and make sure you check out uh, those web pages. We've got a great sale going on in comic books right now till the end of the month, so stop in and get comic books for a dollar. Uh, also, I say this every week, go to soundcloud.com, look up Damage Control Podcasting, check out our previous episodes, uh, send questions, comments, ideas. Please, someone, damagecontrolpodcasting at gmail.com. This, what, this, I don't care, whatever, just send something. Has your mom and dad listened to the show yet? I, I'll find out tomorrow. Okay. Um, we, we will read whatever you send us on air, even if it's a brand, erotic fan fiction. We'll do it. <laughs> Preferably erotic fan fiction. <laughs> Yes, Adam, Josh, and I in uh, compromising positions. We'll read it. Uh, uh, Adam, I want Adam to read that. That'll be entertaining, actually. That'll be really entertaining. Okay. All right. Anything, anything else real quick? Uh, I think, uh, we, I'm in. I think right. we nailed it. All right. All right. All right. Sliding, sliding